Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Our Seattle Seahawks are taking on the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. They're going to be doing it at SoFi Stadium down in L.A. And this series against the Rams has not gone well over these past six games for the Seahawks. Sean McVay is 4-2 and two against the Seahawks. And the Rams have won four out of the last five in the series, including the Seahawks' only win, which came in the final seconds at CenturyLink on a Greg Zerline missed field goal back in 2019. And the only other win for the Seahawks against the Rams against Sean McVay was a 16-10 victory back in 2017. Looking at the injury report going into this game, if the Seahawks are going to get the win, they're going to be doing it without two of their starting corners. Shaquille Griffin continues to sit out. He did not practice all week and is listed with a concussion and a hamstring injury. Earlier in the week, it sounded like Pete Carroll thought the concussion part of it was better, but they're still waiting on the hamstring part of that issue, but both listed on the injury report. Quinton Dunbar also going to be out with a knee injury. Sounds like he could be out for some extended time. Pete talking about rehab of his knee in the press conference on Friday. So the good news at corner is that Ugo Amadi is back into the lineup. His hamstring injury had him limited on Wednesday, but he was a full participant in practice both Thursday and Friday. Pete says he's going to be out there along with cornerback DJ Reed. He was a full participant in practice all week, but listed with an ankle injury. And then, of course, Trey Flowers is a full go for Sunday. The other hit to the Seahawks starting lineup is center Ethan Posick was out all week with a concussion. It was something that he sustained during the game, but it did not go reported. And so we did find out that it was game related and not practice related from Pete this week. Defensive tackle Brian Monet is listed as out. He did not practice all week with an ankle injury. With Monet sitting out, it means we are very likely to see the debut of Damon Snacks Harrison in a Seahawks uniform, and they're going to need him going up against the Rams rushing attack. Going to be looking for big number 59 out there on Sunday. Defensive end Benson Mayoa listed as questionable on the Friday injury report, but Pete Carroll was pessimistic about his chances of playing, so he may not go on Sunday. Chris Carson, though, and Carlos Hyde both listed as questionable. Carlos Hyde did get some practice in on Friday. Chris Carson sat out all week, but Pete said he's going to run on Sunday. He'll be a game time decision. Linebacker KJ Wright also dealing with an ankle injury. He did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. He was limited on Friday and is listed as questionable on the injury report going into Sunday's game. Three other players listed as questionable. Jaron Reed, defensive tackle. He has a couple issues, knee and rib. He was limited on Thursday and a full participant on both Wednesday and Friday. Alton Robinson came down with an illness during the week. He did not practice on Friday and is questionable for Sunday's game. Last one on the list, Freddie Swain has a foot and shoulder injury. He was a full participant on Wednesday, limited on Thursday, and then did not practice on Friday. Other notable injuries for the Seahawks. We saw Dwayne Brown go out for some plays in last week's game. He's listed as having a knee injury. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday, and then limited again on Friday, but he is ready to go for Sunday. Greg Olson also on the injury report with a foot injury. Mike Upati, left guard, going to be back in this game. He's been dealing with a back injury. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Full practice on Friday. Pete Carroll said he's going to be ready to go. Travis Homer limited a couple days throughout the week with a knee injury. Ryan Neal, he was a full participant in practice all week, but listed with a hip injury. And saving maybe the best news for last, Jamal Adams. He was listed on the injury report with his growing injury, but only listed on Wednesday when he was a full participant in practice. And so then he dropped off the injury report.
for both Thursday and Friday. So even though he looked like he maybe hobbled up a little bit in Sunday's game, looks like he is fine. And whereas you look at a guy like DJ Reed, who was listed as a full participant each day with his ankle injury, Jamal Adams just listed for Wednesday. So I think we can look at that and take that as good news. For the Rams this week, just three players listed as questionable. Two of them, some of their outside pass rushers. Leonard Floyd has a knee injury. He did not practice on Thursday, but full participant on Friday. Terrell Lewis with a shoulder injury, limited in practice both Thursday and Friday. He is questionable. And then offensive lineman Brian Allen has a knee injury, did not practice on Friday, but should be good to go. Aaron Donald did not practice, but of course he's fine. That was just a rest day for him. A couple other guys on offense that had some injuries that caused them to miss time this week. Daryl Henderson running back. He has a quad injury, did not practice on Wednesday, limited on Thursday, but full participant on Friday. Cooper Cup with an oblique injury, limited in practice both Wednesday and Thursday, but full participant on Friday. So coming off their bye week, the Rams relatively healthy and coming into this division rivalry against the Seahawks. Coming up next, going to be talking to Anthony Knockreiner of the Knock On Sports. I have my weekly chat with him. We talk a little bit of Rams and we get into our week 10 picks. So stay tuned for that and be sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. We will be right back here on Sunday with a post-game show. So stay tuned for that. And here's my chat with Anthony Knockreiner on the Knock on Sports. Time to talk some NFL. Time to talk about the Seattle Seahawks, as just like he does every Thursday. Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast joins me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. As you guys get ready for the Rams, which is going to be a big game, Rams uh, coming off a bye here. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? As you guys, I mean, I know every NFL team is, but it just feels like you guys are a little bit even more banged up at this point. Yeah, there there's some injury issues for sure, and if Shaquille Griffin can't get back on the field, the corners are definitely where the injury issues are going to show up the most in this game because you know Quentin Dunbar, he just did not look like he should have been on the field in that game against the Bills, and it looks like he could be out in this game as well, which means they have to go, you know, further into their depth, the cornerback to try and find somebody to, to go up against really nice wide receivers and Robert Woods and Cooper cup. So that's going to be a, a, that's going to introduce this challenge if their corners aren't going to be healthy in this game. But it also, I, I, I'm really curious to see what the Rams do in planning for this game over the bye week is Sean McVay going to look at that game that the bills played against the Seahawks and think to himself, okay, I'm just going to do what the bills did and throw it at the Seahawks defense and abandon the run game completely because that's what the bills did. They, and Pete Carroll, he wasn't prepared for the, uh, for the bills to just abandon their run game. So, you know, maybe, maybe Pete goes into this game, actually consider actually considering that that could happen and, and game plans for it because I, I actually like the Seahawks chances better in this game if you have Jared Goff throwing more often and a Seahawks team that is blitzing more because if Goff is getting pressure then he's making mistakes and that's what we saw happen uh both against in many of their losses this year but you know they only put up 16 points against the 49ers and then they really struggled against Miami's defense it's going to be interesting, and I like that you bring up the blitzing point because when you guys did have success a couple of weeks ago, it was bringing heat with Wagner, KJ Wright, and others. And now that you have Jamal Adams, I can only imagine what he's going to allow you to do in terms of blitzing package. We kind of saw that during the opening week of the season against the Atlanta Falcons, and with even more so with that secondary 
do you see Jamal Adams maybe playing a little bit more coverage or do you see him, you know, again, just being up near the line of scrimmage considering the, the just the lack of depth that you guys have right now, considering how far you're having to go into it. They're going to mix it up a little bit. There were some issues with his coverage in the game against the bills. And so hopefully those things are, 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 th- are things that can get worked out ahead of this game against the Rams, because I think we're going to need him in coverage too. And I also think we're going to need him as a pass rusher. But at, at this point too, I, I like Bobby Wagner as a pass rusher up the middle as well. So, you know, if they can, uh, if they can mix it up between those guys, they, when, he, when Adams was playing up on the line against the bills, it, he seemed to struggle more. And then later on in the game, they backed him off a little bit and sent him on more delayed blitzes from, you know, the, the linebacker area is still in the box, but, um, I'm curious to see how, how the Rams will be able to handle that. And I think it'll be better for Seattle because Goff is not the type of mobile quarterback that Josh Allen is. How concerned are you about, uh, and obviously this is a, a very obvious question because Aaron Donald playing for the Rams. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Russell Wilson, a little bit under duress, you know, obviously three picks last week, not good, but again, he was throwing the ball a ton last week. How do you feel about the matchup here with the Seahawks offense and the Rams defense? Yeah, you always worry when Aaron Donald's on the other side of the ball, especially against the Seahawks. And it was maybe even less of a concern coming into this game just because the offensive line had been playing so well. But then we see Ethan Posick, who has been the starting center up until this point. He was listed as out with a concussion on both Wednesday and Thursday practices. So if he can't go, their backup center is going to be out there. And you have a backup center. You have Damian Lewis, who as a rookie right guard has been playing very well, but you, you put a backup center and a rookie right guard uh, against Aaron Donald, who you know, people talk about as, as potentially being an NFL MVP consideration that uh, that could cause some problems for the Seahawks offense. I was about to say, Russell, uh, you know, talking about Russell Wilson and his MVP conversation. How do you feel about that right now? Two games, three picks and not the end of the world. I don't think there's any clear cut favorite right now for uh, the MVP. There's no Lamar Jackson. I mean, I know he's in the race. Patrick Mahomes is as well, but uh, there's no clear cut favorite like we saw halfway through the season last year. Yeah. If he's going to keep his name in the conversation, it's going to really depend on these next two weeks because you have a divisional game against the Rams and then you have another divisional game against Arizona. If he can go two and oh and put the Seahawks, you know, that much uh, ahead of these division teams. And it's not just the Seahawks that these two teams have to face in the, in the next couple of weeks. I believe the Rams have to play the bucks and then Arizona takes on the bills. So, you know, each of these teams are, they're all playing top teams over these next two weeks. And if Russell Wilson can put the Seahawks in position and if those other teams struggle over these next two weeks, they could, you know, this division could be locked up by December. And if that's the case, then I do like Russell Wilson's chances of, of staying in this conversation into December. Time to make our NFL picks here with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, I edged you out once again by one game, by the way. One game. Uh, Well, let's see here. I I know the Tampa Bay game got me. Um, That one for sure. Well, you picked Buffalo. That's why. That that was the deciding game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, you picked Baltimore. I picked Indy. That one uh, cost me. And Detroit cost us at Washington. Uh, Who would have thought New York might actually win? So, uh, Brandon, tonight, Thursday night football, the Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Who'd you have before kickoff? 
Yeah, I locked in the Colts, unfortunately, and I see they're down a touchdown, so we'll see how that works out. But uh, I, I liked Indy for the upset in this game. Interesting. I, I'm going to take Tennessee to win here. Uh, I like the Titans to go ahead because, again, I, I think Indianapolis, they're a good football team, and they might be a team that maybe makes it to the divisional round of the playoffs. I think they're going to be good, but I, I just don't see them beating the top teams. They did come really close to beating Baltimore, uh, but at the same time, I think Tennessee is just better uh, I think a little more consistent quarterback play, but Philip Rivers is still the wild man for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sunday yeah, night. That tackle he tried to make <laughs> last week was a gem. <laughs> Philip Rivers, uh, the gift that keeps on giving to the NFL. Um, looking at Sunday football, the Eagles at the giants, another battle in the NFC least here, Brandon, who do you got? I picked the Eagles in this game and it's, it's tough because these teams end up, with these East teams, they end up being so close. Right. But um, I think that I think the Eagles get the win. I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. I don't trust the giants. I don't don't. I wish the Washington football team would have won last week, but they didn't. The giants somehow <laughs> found a way, uh, but I take the Eagles to win here. Uh, Jaguars at Packers. Pretty simple for me, Brandon. I'm sure for you, I'm taking green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's picking green Bay. Although after Pittsburgh was so close last week, I mean, maybe we just never know about any of these teams, but uh, I, you definitely got to go with the Packers in this case, Washington football team at the Detroit lions here. Lions burned us last week. Brandon, do we go, do you go with them again? Oh, they did. I'm, I'm going to go back to them. I, I don't have a lot of trust in Washington, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to trust Detroit a whole lot either, but I'm going to go with the lions. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to go with the Lions as well here. I think they get to four and five. Uh, I, I, I really, I will say this. I really have thought about picking Washington, but I don't know if I can do it a second week in a row and get burned because I did think they had a really good chance to beat up on New York, but they just didn't do it. So uh, I'll stick with uh, Detroit. Houston, Texas. I would be happy if, I, I'd love to see Alex Smith get a get a win. Me, me too. Exactly, me too. Um, Houston at Cleveland, who do you got? I am going to take Houston in the upset Ooh. here. I see a lot of people picking Cleveland and I just don't think that Houston is bad as that two win record indicates. And so with the uh, Cleveland's defense tending to give up a lot of points, I, I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going to go with Cleveland here as I think the running game is just going to be good enough. I don't think it'll force Baker Mayfield not to have to make a lot of throws here. Uh, Deshaun Watson have to play from behind. So, and it's going to be tough to do with a good running game. So I like Cleveland uh, here to grab the win at home. Uh, Tampa Bay at the Carolina Panthers. You know how I'm going to roll. Uh, Brandon Tampa Bay finds a way to bounce back. Yes, I am going against you because, as you mentioned, you've been getting these one and two game weeks on me. So I, I had to pick the upset here with the Panthers. You picked Buffalo over the Seahawks last week. So I have to do the same to you. Reciprocate. <laughs> take the Panthers in this divisional matchup. The Bucks only put three points up against the saints last week. And Bruce Arians is throwing Tom Brady under the bus, subtly saying that, uh, you know, Mike Evans is open all game and that's all he was going to say. So I think that maybe this is the time for the bucks to go on a little slide here. Brandon, that hurts. But at the same time, <laughs> uh, I hope you're wrong about the slide, but at the second, but at the same time, you I remember you telling me this when Tampa actually did hire Bruce Arians cause he does this uh -huh. and it's really annoying. Guess what? It that that uh, I'm, I'm going to go on a rant for a second here. That game falls at the feet of Bruce Arians. You, how do you score three points? That's it. How do you go? Oh, and uh, I don't want four or five straight drives with three and up. That's all falls on the coaching staff last week. Yeah, with a talented defense, a talented offense. When you have that much talent and you can only put three points up on the board, how is a coach 
do you look at that effort and say, and not say that part of that's got to be on the coach? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Bruce Arians might be sipping a little too much rum these days uh, at the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, again, uh, back to our picks now. Uh, and like I said, I could get sidetracked on that saints game so easily. Um, chargers at dolphins. Who do you like, Brandon? I took the dolphins in this game. They're, they're turning into a nice team and, and making a nice run. They, they, uh, on the show this week on the Seahawkers podcast, Adam and I talked about how the dolphins had a perfect record against the NFC West. As far as Seahawks fans were concerned, because they lost to the Seahawks yet. They beat all the other division rivals in the NFC West. So uh, congratulations goes out to uh, the dolphins organization for just, you know, having that perfect record in the NFC West. It was glorious. Yeah. I, hey, I, I mean, the dolphins are playing well. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the dolphins as well, but I do have to ask this, Brandon, I need your help. We got to sign a mm-hmm. petition. We got to get rid of this silly logo. The dolphins have because Brian Flores says he likes the old uniforms. I want to see Miami go back to their old uniforms as well. Uh, and I'm talking about like the, 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 the eighties, the Dan Marino uniforms. We got to sign a petition and get that, that way the NFL just can get rid of those dolphin uniforms. I say they just scrap them all and start over. You don't even like the classics. Yeah. They're okay. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm surprised. Usually uh, everybody likes the, the dolphin classic, which they'll be wearing this weekend uh, as well. Uh, Denver. Well, maybe that'll help them. <laughs> maybe Denver at Oakland. Who do you got, Brandon? I like Oakland in this game, Denver. I've, I've tried picking them here and there. They always seem to burn me. I'm going with Vegas. Yep. I'm going to go with Vegas as well. Uh, I'll take the Raiders over the Broncos moving to the bills at Cardinals uh, this, this Sunday. Uh, I like Buffalo. I'm going to take the bills once again over the Cardinals, Brandon. Yeah. Tough matchup. I do like Buffalo. I'm going to be cheering for Buffalo, but I'm also just going to take Arizona and that I can be happy either way. I, I like to do this with the divisional games. Sometimes I'll, I'll take the winner. So that way, if I win, I get the win and picks. If Buffalo wins, I'm happy because the, they drop a game within the division. So I, for our official picks, Anthony, I'm going with Arizona. Next up, the 49ers at the Saints. I really want to pick the Saints. Or I don't really want to pick the Saints. I want to pick the 49ers here, Brandon. Um, I really do. I really want to pick them as an upset because I think the New Orleans Saints are probably feeling themselves. Uh, you know, they just absolutely took care of business, as we were talking about earlier. I want to take San Francisco, but yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to take the same. Yeah, everything I just said that applies to what I like to do with division rival type games, uh, <laughs> I can't do that when it just it seems so obvious that the Saints are going to win this game. So on 50-50 games or 60-40 games, I like to do that, but I got to go with the Saints against the Niners here. Seahawks at Rams. How are you going, Brandon? I'm, I'm going to go with the Seahawks, Anthony. And oh my gosh, help me. So help me if you take the Rams. <laughs> Come on, I'm not that silly. I think the Seahawks get the win here. The Rams, again, off the bye week. But again, the Rams haven't been impressive. Once again, when you look at it, was it? They've already played the entire NFC East, right? So they got four wins from the NFC least already. And if not, yeah, at least and three. They the, and they beat the Bears, who have a terrible offense. Exactly. So, like I said, not a lot of faith in the Rams' five wins. Uh, so I'll take the Seahawks as well. Uh, Bengals at Steelers. Brandon, how you go? Ooh, uh, I'll take the Steelers to remain undefeated, but gosh, it'd be fun to see Cincinnati spoil that after they, you know, beat Tennessee earlier this season. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm at, you know what? I'm going to take Cincinnati upset pick here. 
I think Ooh. Cincinnati can get the W, especially after last week against uh, uh, last week with the Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. They had Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if Pittsburgh may have him this Sunday, uh, but I like Cincinnati for the upset here. As uh, I think the Steelers get knocked off the undefeated. About time you took an upset pick. I feel like you've been taking taking favorites this whole time. <laughs> uh, Ravens at the Patriots for Sunday Night Football. I am going to take the Ravens, and uh, it should be an easy matchup for them against the New England team that, gosh, they're just really struggling so far to this point in the season, aren't they? Yeah, I was about to say, Cam Newton's kind of suffering Tom Brady syndrome from the last couple of seasons. Just no weapons around him, has to do everything himself, and it's really kind of difficult to do that, so I the agree. defense isn't really helping him out either. Well, half their defense opted out of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Um, so I'm going to take the Ravens here. Uh, as well. Uh, Monday Night Football, Vikings versus Bears. This actually might be an entertaining battle because Minnesota looks a lot better the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Chicago, they're five and four, so they should be good for at least a good game. Yeah, I'm having trouble with this game because I the problem is, is I keep picking Minnesota to lose week after week, and I should probably take that as a sign to go ahead and pick them. But now that I can't, I feel like now they're due for a loss and I'm going to pick the Bears. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to buy the Vikings right now. I think they turn this into a three-game uh, three stretch where they win, three-game streak, winning streak here. Uh, and I, the fact that it's against all their division opponents, Detroit, Green Bay, I think they finish off the Bears here. So I like Minnesota uh, to get to four and five. I mean, boy, think about that. Minnesota, the way they started sitting at four and five, they still have a chance for the playoffs. Yeah, it is a little bit surprising considering how they started, right? And Vikings fans had basically written off that team, I thought, after they lost to the Seahawks. But then now they've, they've put together a nice little run. And Dalvin Cook, you know, people are talking about him as an MVP candidate. And it's hard to argue with that. The, for what he's meant for the Vikings on in getting them back into the division, if they make a serious run, I think that's somebody that you do have to consider in that conversation. Brandon, who do you think has a better chance to make? Do you think the Vikings have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Bears missing the playoffs? I think they do, and if this if they win this game, I I think that Minnesota will have that uh, is probably the odds-on favorite then to be the second team to come out of that division. My featured guest, Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals Podcast. Brandon, if they want to follow the episodes of the podcast, how can they do that? Yeah, new episode of the Seahawkers podcast out this week, seahawkerspodcast.com to check that out. And up on Field Goals, we'll have a preview with Kenneth Arthur of Turf Show Times, and that'll be up on Friday. Brandon, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight, as always, my man. Have a great weekend, and I will chat with you next week. Anthony, always appreciate you having me on. Go Hawks.